Jesus. Um, this morning, uh, I don't want to say too much, but I always say that, eh? And then I end up speaking for a long time. <laughs> and I felt a little bit like Jacob. You know the story of Jacob in Genesis? Sorry, and I didn't give this scripture because it, um, it sort of came into my, uh, dropped into my heart just almost as I was, as I was coming up. And it, it's a story about Jacob, and, um, and I want to just read it quickly to you. It's from uh, ver- chapter 32, verse 22. And, and the same night he rose, so you don't have to put it up, if, um, um, Rian, if, you, if it's okay, but don't stress. The same night um, he took them and sent them across the stream, but, and Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. And then he said, let me go, for the day is broken. And Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And I feel a bit like Jacob at the moment. <laughs> I will not let God go until he blesses me. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I hope that it's not just me. <laughs> I hope that there are more than just me sitting here in this room will that be will be like Jacob and will wrestle with God and not let him go until he touches you. Until he touches you and touches you so much so that you walk with a limp possibly for the rest of your life because it would be a sign to generations to come that you encounter Jesus. And I think that's what I'm crying out for so desperately, so desperately that, that we would wrestle with Jesus. We would wrestle with him in such a way, not out of arrogance or pride or anything more, but that we would wrestle with him that he would touch us and change us and leave us changed, that people would note, have, there would be a noticeable difference in the way you walk, in the way you talk, in, the, in whatever you do that we would be changed forevermore. We would be changed forevermore. And I have wrestled with God. I have called out to Him. How many of you have done that from time to time? Hey? How many of you like, actually have given up resting because it was too hard? Let's be honest. Like, can I encourage you this morning? Don't give up resting with the Lord. Don't give up asking Him and crying out to Him for Him to do something in your life. To, for him to change you, for him to transform you. He says he will do it, and he desires to do it. He wants to set you free. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he wants to set you free? And I know there are men around this room that are struggling with things and are saying, Jesus, will I ever be different? Will I ever change? Will I just be the same? Also, maybe your wife thinks that's about you. Like, will he ever change? Will he ever be somebody different? But I believe that when we contend with the Lord and we contend and we wrestle, He will change us. Church, do you believe that? Please, you got to, like, honestly, like, don't just, don't just say yes because I'm asking you to, but do you believe it? Do you know that if you ask and if you contend with the Father for things, He will come through? He might not come through like you expect Him to come through. He might not do it in your time frame, but he will come through because he's a faithful God. He is a faithful God. His yes is yes. What's, what's that? that say? You, it's yes and amen. What does that, that phrase go? 
Hey? Your promises are the yes and amen. He is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. And you know what? I know that this walk of Christianity is not easy. It's not easy, but it's better. It's not easy. I, you know, the, the, the struggles that some of us wrestle with, with the flesh, whether it be with our eyes or our, our, our physical senses kind of thing, whatever it is, the, the, the wrestle is real. The struggle is real. The str- it is real. The struggle is real. Sorry, that popped in my mind. The struggle is real. But Jesus, but Jesus, he is faithful to bring us into a place of freedom. And so as I was just waiting, I mean, really, you've got to know, my, ask my wife, I have wrestled with the Lord. I have phoned friends and asked them to pray for me. Not just because, like, and you were thinking, oh, do you need prayer? You're wobbling. You're catching it. Like, Chad, you're right. Like, what's going on? Like, no, you know what? Because I know that unless I ask people to pray for me, I'm just going to be man alone. Are you asking people to pray for you? Are you phoning friends and say and asking them, would you just pray for me? I don't know what to give you. I'm not giving you a list, but I just need prayer. I'm contending for the Lord for something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's almost like there's this, like, it felt like there's this veil. I'm going, what is it, God? What is it that we're contending for? But you know what? When I find out, <laughs> I'll let you know. It's okay. We don't have to have all the answers now. But I know one thing is that I will set my heart like flint to find Jesus. And I will pursue him. I will pursue him. I will pursue him. I will chase after him. I will long for him with every inch and fiber in my bone until I find him. I do not, well, I do not want to go down quietly. I'm not, I'm not going down without a fight. I, I, I watched, we watched a, a movie. I think it was Monday night or last Sunday night with the kids. Um, uh, good old classic, The Last Samurai. How many of you guys remember that? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, come on, he was still young back then. Yes, he was younger. I saw I was, I was in his latest movies, like 51 or so, and I was old. But in that movie, there's a scene. There's a scene where he gets taken, um, he's, he's leading the, 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 the army towards the samurai warriors, and they're in this forest. It's like, this, like you know, the tree ferns, it's this misty, and the, the, the warriors come on them. And they get literally taken out by the samurai warriors, this, this, this army of men. And he's the last one left there. And he, tell you what, he fights, he gets up, and he fights, he gets whacked down, he gets up. I mean, you think, dude, just stay down. Just stay down. Will you stay down? He gets up, and he fights. He gets up, and he fights. And eventually, he is spent. And that last samurai is about to come and stab him. And he finds that last inch and fiber in him just to thrust the spear into the samurai and kill him kind of thing and, and he does I mean he, he, then he gets taken captive but he fought till the very end he fought like like blood sweat and tears and I think sometimes we give up we give up because it's hard we give up because we just can't anymore I have tried and tried and tried and tried and tried I've done everything in my will and power Jy weet, ek gaan net hier so sit, en ek gaan so net so'n bykie wacht, want ek kan nie meer aangaan nie. Come on, am I, is there anyone else that is, has been there? Hey, come on, thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. <laughs> I know we're not alone. I know I'm not alone. But I honestly believe that as we contend for Jesus, He will come through. Don't give up. 
The Bible is full of encouragement. The New Testament is full of encouragement. And I can't even go into it. But there is constant encouragement towards the church and the body not to give up. But as I was preparing this, and I'm, there, was, there was one portion of Scripture. And, I, and it's not because it's one of the shortest books in the New Testament, promise. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's from the book of Jude. How many of you guys have read the book of Jude? Hey? It's 23 verses, I think, kind of thing. It's like it's very quick. It's like it's over before you blink, kind of thing. But as I was looking through the book of Jude, I was so encouraged just in that moment. And the thing that stuck out to me, and I almost felt maybe, like maybe it's a prophetic kind of message, but, as, and, but there's this appeal from Jude to the church, to the brothers and sisters in the faith, for them to, to contend for their faith. To contend for their faith. In uh, verse 3, I think it is, he says, um, I, I want, I'm appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. He appeals to them to contend. And so just a quick background. I don't know if any of you know who Jude was, but he was actually the younger brother of Jesus. But he actually, funny enough, he introduces himself as James's brother, a slave to Jesus. How's that, eh? He just makes it, he doesn't bring any uh, familiar reference to Jesus as he introduces himself. He says to those from verse 1, he says, Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ. And actually the language there is a slave. He's a slave to Jesus Christ. He doesn't reckon himself to be a brother of Jesus in that moment. He says he's, he's a brother of James. But he says to these people, to those who are called, loved, and kept. I'm paraphrasing it. Those who are called, beloved in God the Father, and kept. Now, isn't that a beautiful promise just right there, that we are called, and we, in the conference, if you didn't hear the message, go and listen to Dan's message on being called. We are all called. We are all called. We all have a calling, no matter where we are. It's not just to those who are leading a congregation, but we are all called. But to those who are called, loved, and kept. What a promise. What an absolute beautiful promise that we are called, that we are loved by the Father, and He keeps us. He keeps us close. May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. And so just this opening encouragement to the churches that mercy may, be, may abound, peace may abound, love may abound, increase in measure in you. And I think that is the call, is that mercy, peace, love may abound in us. And we are living in such tumultuous times, big word there, such hectic times. I mean, how many of you have been following the news in any ounce? No, no one follows the news really much anymore. But there's a war breaking out in Israel at the moment. No, we, you know, please pray that it gets over quickly because we're supposed to be going there the end of November with Andrew and the team. And I'm like, going, oh, no, yes, we've waited our entire lives to go to Israel and do a trip. And now there's a war breaking out. So, so, so praying, Jesus, let the war get finished quickly so that when we get there, there'll be no tourists because everyone's too scared. But these stupid South Africans still go and have a time. But, I, yeah, I mean, that, that's just one of the realities. But we're living in, in times of hectic turmoil. But here, J Judas, Jude, actually his full name was Judas, believe it or not. Um, but he, he short, they shortened it to Jude, so there'd be no confusion that he was the Judas that betrayed Jesus. Um, 
And so he just says, may your peace abound, may mercy abound, may love be multiplied to you. And I think that for me is, is, is the appeal. But the main appeal, and that just is welcoming, loving, sort of the intro to the people. But the main body of this message, and it's the thing that I've been just mulling over, is that thing to contend for our faith. And it's interesting, though, is that Jude was actually going to write them another letter. How's this, eh? And so he was actually, he had something else that he wanted to write to this church about, and, and, he, and he changed tack. He says there, he says, I was eager to write to you about the common salvation, but I found it necessary to write an appealing, write appealing to you. And so, again, he was in that moment led by the Spirit, going, hang on a sec, like I've got stuff I want to share with the body, but the Holy Spirit intervenes and says, no, I need you to appeal. I need you to, to appeal to them that they would contend. And, and I think so often, you know, that for me is such a beautiful picture, even of, of how we lead church, is that we, we, we set our course, we, we think we, we know where we want to go, but the Holy Spirit interjects and says, no, 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 I want you, you to do something different. And, and the thing I love about this body and about the believers is that not one of us hold on to our position for sake of position. That, that if, if we were feeling in the, this morning that Dan needed to preach, I would have happily sat down and let him preach. Even, I, wanted, like, I just want to honor Renee. Like, she doesn't hold on to her position as leading worship this morning. Just for her to go, you know what, there's, something, there's a moment, and I'm feeling there's a moment, for us just to step back and say, you know what, the Spirit's on that person right now to bring a word, to bring some of the encouragement to the body. Let's, and we don't hold on to our positions. It's not about me. It's not about me. I haven't, like, it's not about Dan. It's not about Nardis or whoever it might be. It's, but it's about Jesus. And I see that here, this man, he's going, you know what, I thought I, knew, I wanted to share something with you. But let's just stop. And I want to appeal to your, I want to appeal, excuse me, I want to appeal to you guys to contend. And I think it was a very necessary word. And I think even in today, we're living in times when we need to contend for our faith. And I was like, why, why Lord, is this, why? And I mean, I know I've been contending for things in the Lord, but why do we need to contend like, what, what is it? What, what are you doing? And I think if I, if I look at what's happening in today, not only wars and things happening over there, but there's a subtle, and, and, and it's funny, though, that what was happening in this church, if you read the book of Jude, actually is happening today. There was a subtle infiltration of false doctrine into the church. There was this message of grace that was filtering into the church that was telling them that you could, you could get saved and then carry on sinning. That, that was really what he was trying to address with these guys. And so, so that message of, of hyper grace, we call it actually ridiculous grace because it's actually not true grace, really. It was an issue, we, it was an issue then and it's an issue now. <laughs> Nothing new, hey? Nothing new under the sun. The problems that they were faced with, we face with today. But his caution to them was to contend for the true faith, contend for the true message that Jesus had given them. That Jesus Christ was the only way to the Father. He wasn't just a way, but he was the way. And, and so as the discourse unfolds, we see a whole number of things that might confuse you. Because he talks about Enoch and angels and Sodom and Gomorrah and sexual immorality. And there's a whole lot of stuff that he goes into. But the crux of the matter here, and I don't want us to get too caught up, is that Jesus was calling his church to a place of purity and holiness. And I think, and I felt even as, as um, Bryden brought that word, that as he looks to Jesus, that he would burn away the flesh. 
The flesh was infiltrating this church, a, a, a subtleness of going, you know, it's self-reliance, self-importance. I'm more important than Jesus, that I can carry on living in a lifestyle of sin, and I'll still get to heaven. You know, when we come to Jesus, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. He brings us out of slavery. He brings us out of a place of bondage. But then we have to walk in his promises. We have to walk into the promised land. It doesn't just stop there. I mean, he even talks about in the scripture, he talks a little bit about what happened um, with, with the, the Israelites coming out of, out of Egypt and how they, they, they worshipped Baal and then they were destroyed. Yes, they had come out of slavery and now they were in the desert, now, but now suddenly they chose to walk away from Jesus. And he's imploring us. He's imploring the church here. And this is the... This is the feeling is that we as people need to hold fast to Jesus. Don't give up. Don't neglect spending time with him. Don't neglect coming to his feet and worshiping him. This morning we had a beautiful time of worship. And I know like we, we almost often are programmed to think we need to have a few fast songs first and then a few slow songs. And, and, so, and I think this morning was just so beautiful how we just slowed it down and said, can we just bow low right now? Can we just take a moment just to stop and lift up Jesus? Lift up Jesus. Because he is holy. He is holy. And so that picture that Bryden had, I think, man, just it kind of reminds me of a sci-fi movie. Many of us have seen sci-fi movies when the guys, the, the alien eye looks at the guy and it burns him up and he's a powder of dust there kind of thing. But I can imagine that something of that, in the presence of Jesus, the presence of God, there can be no sin. There can be no sin. And so even on Friday morning when we were, we were praying as men, you know, on Friday mornings we get together here early, 6 o'clock, come join us. A little freebie there. <laughs> if you come have a coffee, chat. And, but I felt there was a sense that God is calling us to holiness, that He's going to be rooting out sin in our lives. It's rooting out sin and ruthlessly. And so He's giving you an opportunity, actually. He's giving us an opportunity. It's not you and me, it's us. He's giving us an opportunity to repent. For us, He's giving us an opportunity to fall before Him. And make right with him. To make right with him. Because he is a holy and just God. And he will not in any way put up with our sin. He will not in any way put up with, our, with, with, with anything that brings him sadness. He wants us to be pure and holy. And so often we get caught up in this mindset that we need to be happy in this life. That actually, you know, like, hey, it's all, it's all good, good vibes and party but actually you know what jesus calls us to be holy in this life so that we will be happy in the next that we will spend eternity with him it's not about this time on earth it's about eternity with him and so that's why i even say like i said you know be, following jesus is not always easy but it is better it's not always easy i mean come on life is tough life is tough some of us have made some really bad decisions that have put us in a place where to get out of that hole or that rut is incredibly hard. Some of us can't even get out of ruts and holes that we actually need people around us. And, 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 and that's why we have the church. That's why we have one another. I, I know over the years as I've journeyed that I can't do this thing alone. 
Honestly, I mean, yes, I've served the Lord most of my life, but I know that I know that I know that I can't do this thing alone. Even now, currently where I'm at, I'm not in sin. I'm not, I'm not neglecting my time with Jesus, but I feel like I'm in a hole. <laughs> and I can't see, like, that, like it's like, where's, where's the light at the end of that hole? Like, it's like, can I just get up there? And, and so I am waiting on Jesus. I'm contending with them. I'm going, Jesus, I need you. I will, I will have friends gather around me to pray with me and pray for me and, and say, if I need it, don't we all need it? We all need it. We all need to, to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, man, will you pray for me? I, I, I thought I could carry on. I could be, I'm okay, Jack, you know, a little bit of pride there and arrogance, not ask for help, not ask for prayer. But I know the moment I've reached out, and, and I'll, I mean, some of you guys will even know at the beginning of this year, even, coming to the year, like going, I need prayer. Just even the fact that I'd asked for prayer was enough to bring breakthrough. And so are, are we sitting in our chairs or are we sitting in our place where we're going, I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I'm all right, I've got this. And we're not prepared to contend for our faith. Not, that, not to say necessarily that someone is corrupting your faith in terms of teaching or anything necessarily, but maybe there's, there's just something that you, you've almost become, I'd say, just satisfied. Yeah, have you just become satisfied with where you're at? I am not satisfied with where I'm at. I think I shared last week as well, and I'm not satisfied. I want more. <laughs> I want more of Jesus. I want to be a better preacher. I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better elder. I want to be a better worship leader. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better father. I'm not going to just sit on my laurels and just go, this is it. I'm not. I'm going to contend. And I'm going to ask Jesus and by his, and, and, and he says a little bit further, I will, I will be full of his Holy Spirit and, and I will ask him to help me. I will ask him to help me and I will, I will wrestle, 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 wrestle. Even when I'm 50, 60, 70 years old, I will continue wrestling with him until, until. I almost feel like, you know, I think of that woman who touched the, the, game, the hem of his garment. I mean, there was a crowd following Jesus. You know the story. Do you, do you guys know the story? There's a, a beautiful story, for those of you who don't know, in the Bible about a lady who was sick, and she had, a, she had a, an illness that no doctor could cure. And she knew and heard, heard stories about Jesus. She had probably witnessed his healings and miracles. But she knew that if she pushed through the crowd, if she pushed, and the crowd around him was hectic. I mean, it, I mean if, you've be, if you've been to any eastern bizarre market kind of thing. It's pretty chaotic kind of thing. And she forced her way through that crowd just, just to touch the hem of his God. And, you know, he was, he had probably his, his rabbi uh, sort of, <laughs> I was his rabbi suit, his, um, his, his tassels, and he just had these little tassels there. And she just knew she could just touch his tassels, the hem of his garment. <laughs> just touch the hem of his garment. She would be changed. She pushed through the crowd. Oh, are you prepared to push through for Jesus? Are you prepared to come and firstly, not only lay your sin at the foot of the cross, but are you prepared to lay whatever you're going through? I mean, there were some beautiful words that came through this morning. Maybe just, what, who, who brought some words? I saw some of you guys talking to Dan. Well, I think Hein had something. What, what, what were the words? What did you feel guys were resting with? Jenna, you? Come share quickly. 
um, I just had a picture of like a, a grove of trees and somebody in this grove, having entered into the grove, but not being able to see a way out and feeling actually like you've lost. Is it me? <laughs> maybe it's me. <laughs> I think, yeah, maybe a couple of us um, was for me in a sense as well. But I just, I felt the Lord saying to me, um, as an encouragement, I see the wood from the trees. You see in part, I see the whole. And um, yeah, just to encourage to, to keep putting one foot in front of the other, to keep, like Chad was saying, contending. Um, because I really feel he wants to, to bring us through, to bring us into the open, to restore. And I also felt like there are, there are circumstances, but there's also sin that causes us to go into that grove. Um, and that's where the repentance comes in. Repent, be set free, confess one to another, um, and let the Lord bring healing. Now that's next level, because I did not know what she shared to Dan. I, I, honestly, I did not. I just knew guys were sharing, and Dan's going, I think what's, what the words are coming line up with what you want to share. Did, did you want to share something? So it's, it's, uh, it's <clears throat> something that, that I felt for myself a while back, but it's actually very applicable. I, we went through, and we're still going through, a time of, of wrestling. Um, a time of where it felt like I was in mud, but like chest high. I, I, I wasn't drowning, but it was like, I, I see the bank, but I'm not getting there. And I'm like struggling through this mud, and I'm getting tired, and I'm, I'm reaching out my hand, but, but nothing's happening. And... I can't remember who it was that encouraged me, but it's, it's, a, it's a time where every step that I'm taking is building muscle in my legs. Every step that I'm taking is, um, is like something of myself. Um, it's, it's not flesh falling away, but something of myself being strengthened where, where the Lord is busy with me, is, is, is putting me through a time of, of wrestling um, and he can take me out of the mud. He can, in an instant, he can just grab me um, and take me out. But that's not what he wants to do now. Because then I'll only be half formed. I'll, I'll only have learned half a lesson. But by the time I get to the end, I know I, I haven't drowned and I'm not drowning. So, yeah, I'm, I'm mumbling now. But it's a time of trusting. It's a time of waiting on the Lord. And it's a time of just one step ahead of the other. I just, you know, you know what the word content means? Eh? Just while Heinz coming up. You know what the word content means? To compete in order to win something. To compete in order to win. So it's not just content that I'll, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try, and then I'll... I'll try until I overcome. There, and it says you, you have to deal with it. You have to overcome. You can't just give up halfway. That's just what content means. So um, I've just been, after 412, I've, I've just been going through a time of not hearing the Lord <laughs> for some reason. And I actually felt this morning, he said, well, I've been taking a break. So... How can you hear me if you're not reading the word, if you're not spending time in prayer? You're not pursuing me like you were just before 412. Because I really wanted to hear what God was going to do. And so for me, that time was kind of tiring, and I took a bit of a break, and he's like, 
No, I can't stop pursuing the Lord because then I won't hear him. I won't hear him for me, for my family, for the church, for, for my com. I just, there's nothing. There's radio silence. And the reason is I've not been pushing in. Sure, hectic. Um, same, same. I was uh, going through this week and I'm just, um, I feel like the sense of missing the Lord. And I was going through this week and the Lord, every day, like some random time of the day, I would hear this word, be careful to not become lukewarm. Be careful to not become lukewarm. And it's like this thing that's running through my mind. I'm like, I hear you, Lord, but I've got this to do, and I've got this to do, and this, and this, and this, and this. And I felt the Lord say to me, make time for me. Make time for me. Be careful not to become lukewarm. I just want to finish, and then I want us to respond to Jesus. Just the last, from verse 17, it says, But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, In the last time there will be scoffers following their ungodly passions. And in, it is these who cause divisions, worldly people, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved... And this is the part I love. Again, he brings in, build yourselves up, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep, are we kept? Keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves. So as much as he's keeping us, we need to keep ourselves in him. Keep yourselves in the love. As much as he loves us, we need to keep ourselves in his love. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's the incredible thing about Jesus. He is merciful. He is slow to anger. The Bible says over and over and over again that he is slow to anger. He is so patient with us. I don't think we can fully understand that because we are not patient. <laughs> we by name, I tell you, come on. I, I, I was chatting with a guy yesterday and he said, as a young man, I had a very short fuse. A very short fuse. And how many of us have a short fuse? But God's fuse is long. He is so merciful. And, and He extends mercy to us. And even when we doubt, He says that. And have mercy on those who doubt. Saving others by snatching them out of the fires. And others show mercy with fear. Hating even the garments stained by the flesh. Man, He is merciful. He is gracious, but we need to respond to Him. And so this morning, like, it feels like there's, there's a sense, maybe you're stuck in an area of sin. You, 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 you keep going back to the same thing. You keep falling and trapping yourself by your flesh. And I really feel that as you are ruthless this morning and you come before the Lord and you cry out to Him, where it feels like you're in a desert place. And that was another word that came in, in our prayer time this morning. It feels like we may be in a desert place, but He will provide the water. I mean, Nick was sharing with us um, earlier as well. It's this beautiful story of, in, um, in one of the, 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 the Gospels, where, sorry, in the book of Acts, where it's, um, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> I'm getting there, where Philip 
is, is he gets sent into the desert place to preach to the Ethiopian eunuch. eunuch, eunuch. And he, it says there, it says he went into the desert and he preaches the word to this Ethiopian and shares the gospel with him. And as they're driving, suddenly they find water. Now can, you, now, can you just hang on a moment? That in the desert, there's water, like unheard of. And it's actually, it's actually emphasized. There's like an exclamation mark. It says, here is water, exclamation mark, in the desert. And the word of encouragement this morning, that even though we feel like we're in the desert, we feel like we're trapped in us and we can't get out. It might feel like it's a desert place for you. Jesus wants to bring his water, that when you drink from him, he will give you everlasting life. And maybe it's, more, maybe it's not just sin that you're stuck in. Maybe it's, it's just bad habits. And those bad habits are causing you to get maybe stuck into depression. I think there was a word that came that someone stuck it, just bound in depression and heaviness and just feel, I can't break out. Like, like it's almost like it's this cloud. And, and I really believe that the Lord wants to set you free. The Lord wants to set you free. It's not only just setting us free from sin, but it's setting us free from those things that entangle us, that prevent us from contending, prevent us from being people that contend for our faith. And so why don't we just close ours? Maybe can we have the worship team just come up so long, the musicians at least, because we are all a worship team. But I'd love for us just to, just to sit at the feet of Jesus. And just to wait on the Lord just for a little bit, even as the morning has gone, and I believe God even started already as we came. And, and, he, and he is just so intentional with us that he would even cause someone to change their, their message for something else that would bring about life. I mean, to be honest, it felt, it felt like a little bit like that. I said today, and this whole week, like, I've had this, like, real sense of intimacy with the Father and just longing and contending for intimacy with the Lord. But I feel like He wants to take it just a little bit back a little bit and go, can we just stop? And can we contend firstly for righteousness, holiness before Him? And that means we need to be ruthless with sin in our lives. We need to be ruthless with the bad habits that, have, that, are, that are forging our character, actually, because it's, it's the things that we believe and the things that we speak, they form who we become and who we are. And so maybe you're believing wrong things, and you, even about yourself. You've listened to the lie of the devil. He's lied to you and he's caught you there and said, you're useless, you're no good, you're worthless. And yes, you are, but Jesus. Yes, actually, we have no worth, but Jesus. He gives us worth. In our own, we have no worth, but He has worth. And we just need to find Him. We just need to find Him. Just keep our eyes closed just for a moment. 